0: Last night, in a move that shocked basically everyone, the Democrats voted to block the emergency relief package that would see most Americans receive a check of $1,200 in direct aid. When asked why they did it, they said it's because the bill has too many loose ends, that major corporations will get a ton of money, and there's nothing stopping them from spending it irresponsibly. To me, it seems like a weak argument. I mean, there's a million and one loopholes. What are you going to do? Sit through and try and work out every way in which they could be irresponsible or do things that won't help workers? It's tough. I think the best thing we can do is make sure we rush this package to the American people because they desperately need it. In fact, many Republicans skipped their vacation in order to get this bill done. The Democrats, however, took their vacation, dropped it at the last minute, and then said no. It would seem. That the reason Democrats are actually doing this is because they know the American people are desperate. And now is their opportunity to force Republicans to give them policy positions they really want. There are a couple stories outlining this. One Democrat told Nancy Pelosi, this is the opportunity to reshape things that in, in our image, to, what, to get what we want. I find this absolutely detestable now is not the time for partisan bickering. And I know there's gonna be a lot of people who say, no, no, the Republicans are holding it up by trying to give the corporates, the big corporations a bailout. Look, man, it was the Republicans who skipped their vacation. I don't know what else to tell you. But this segment isn't so much about rehashing this story about the Democrat bailout, but I will. I will show you all the stuff. But I wanna talk about the coming defeat they will face in November. Now, for a long time, I was very bullish on Donald Trump getting reelected because the economy was doing so well. Once the economy took a major hit, I said, man, this could be it. I don't know. The economy is doing poorly. And if Trump doesn't do well to manage this crisis, he might get voted out. But I gotta be honest, who are they gonna vote for? Joe Biden? Which brings me to the next bit. You see, people have been talking about how Joe Biden's been missing. So Biden decided to do some kind of live conference from his house, with this weird looking green screen type thing. He was muttering and mumbling as per usual. He was fanning over trying to get the tell. It was a disaster, an unmitigated disaster. And the dude seemed extremely tired and he was barely able to actually get his ideas out. It lasted a short few minutes and then he was gone. And many of the networks decided to air Governor Cuomo addressing the growing crisis instead of Joe Biden. I'm sorry, man. Trump has no real opposition in this election. He's getting daily airtime. The the, the polls show the aggregate polling shows Trump is above water in terms of how he's dealing with this crisis. And the Democrats just blocked your $1,200 stimulus check. I'm not going to pretend like the Republican bill was perfect, but I'm going to be honest and say they're rushing to get it done. And this is what we have on the table. Stalling makes no sense as people are suffering. Let's take a look at what's going on with these two big stories. I want to show you this Biden stuff. It is, it is, look, it's really sad, man. But we'll we'll, we'll get into it. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you'd like to support my work. There's several ways you can give. but The best thing you can do is share this video. I want to show you why. This story from the Hill has 439,486 shares. Senate Democrats block mammoth coronavirus stimulus package, not Republicans. People are sharing this and they're angry. Some people might not want to accept reality. They might be convinced that it was the Republicans who did all of this, but that's not what people are seeing and it's not what they're going to be talking about in the in the upcoming election in November. And according to a new study, or, I'm sorry, a new poll, a survey from Newsweek, they believe the economy is going to rebound as soon as this resolves. Now it may not, but if it does, it is going to be one of the biggest Republican victories we have ever seen. And we've seen a couple of them in the in the, you know, you had Reagan, you had Nixon's re-election, this might be another spectacular victory for Republicans, especially considering this. Now, here's the story. This is what what I've been talking about for some time, but let's get some context. You see, about a week ago, Yang was right trended as Trump eyes giving Americans checks to mitigate coronavirus economic impact. Progressives and Republicans were in agreement, cut a check for the American people. And it was Schumer and Pelosi who pushed back saying, no, it wasn't the right thing to do. And you know why I think they did it? because orange man is bad. They couldn't give Trump an amazing victory that would help the American people. They don't want to reelect the guy, so they must obstruct him in some way. But the problem then becomes even progressives were mad at you. So they changed the script. They they, they, They flipped the narrative. This is something they've done pretty well, actually. And they made it more about the Republicans are trying to help the corporations. Look, man, you'll always find a loophole. You can't sit down and try and figure out every single loophole now it's true. They could have put some restrictions, but I don't know. The best thing they could do is just rush this relief package, which brings me to the real agenda of the Democrats. Democratic rep told colleagues that this relief package is a tremendous opportunity to restructure things to fit our vision. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What about your vision? I don't care about your vision. People have no money. They just lost their jobs. I have friends hitting me up saying I've been laid off. I don't know what to do. How do I pay my rent? How do I buy food? And you're talking about changing things to fit your vision instead of just providing relief to Americans? Man, the Democrats are going to get wiped out in November. I'll say it a million times because I have friends asking me, why are the Democrats doing this? I don't understand. And now you can argue all day and night. The Democrats had good reason to do this. Don't care. It's not going to change the point I'm making. My friends who are asking me about this don't know why they did it. All they know is that Yang gang people and, and Trump supporters were all saying, we're going to write you this check. Now, the check has some caveats. If you have no taxable income, no qualifying income in 2018, you only get around $600 or something like that. Or actually, you might get nothing. But most people will see a check for $1,200. Now, people are wondering why they're not going to get it. And this is why. The Democrats see this as an opportunity to get what they want. In an opinion piece for USA Today, Stephen Strauss writes Democrats, please don't waste this crisis hold out for what Americans need. What do you mean hold out? There are families in this country who can't hold out. They've lost their jobs. They have no money. They don't know how, to, how they're going to pay their bills or buy food. And you're saying hold out to get some political points. Democrats should leverage Republican desperation to ensure any bailout protects workers, elections and health care, not CEOs or the GOP. Okay, sure. I can understand that. But they're talking about Republican desperation. What do you mean? It's not Republicans who are desperate. They're mostly millionaires, just like the rest of the the politicians in Congress. These people aren't worried about anything. Their worst case scenario is they lose their job and go retire with stacks of cash. The people who are desperate are the American people. And it was the Republicans who skipped their vacation to get the job done. I can't believe you've got me saying this. I couldn't believe it when I first read these stories. You see a bunch of memes are going around right now from Trump supporters saying Republicans skipped vacation so they could get the bill done. Pelosi takes her vacation, mows on in, and then puts the, the and then blocks the bill. And I said, no, there's no way. That's so egregious. There's no way the Democrats would do that. Pelosi, returning from recess, announces House Dems will have their own response bill. Returning from recess? What do you mean returning from recess? What were you doing this whole time? You now come back while everyone was working really hard to protect the American people. Take a look at this story from March 12th. I am no fan of Mitch McConnell. Look at this. McConnell reluctantly nixes vacation plans to work on virus bill. McConnell gave up his vacation to work on this bill. And I'm sitting here. Are you kidding me? He skipped his planned recess. They even say it. Okay, well, I don't have it pulled up. They talk about how the Republicans skipped their recess. And the Democrats just wanted to get what they want from legal insurrection. Senate Democrats block economic rescue bill after Pelosi pulls power play in House. Senate spends all weekend negotiating a bipartisan deal. Agreement reached. Pelosi flies in from California, whips out her unrelated wish list and says no. Senate Democrats then vote against proceeding on a bill they negotiated jaw dropping. You know what, man? We're in the weeds here. Regular people don't know anything about this. But hey, when you're paying attention to politics, you're probably sitting here as dumbfounded as I am. I will repeat. When, when I heard from these, I saw these memes popping up that Republicans skipped their vacation for this. I was like, no way the Democrats would do that. That's so insane. And they did. They actually did. So here's what would have happened. According to Axios, Ocasio Cortez is saying these payments need to be universal, and that's one of the one of the actual pe- uh, complaints people have with the bill. But the bill was negotiated; it was a bipartisan bill, and it got shot down by Democrats. That's why the story is so viral. Nearly half a million shares—that's not views, mind you—shares. The article's probably got several million views. So here's here's what we're looking at. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell proposal would send $1,200 payments to every American making less than 75K. The payment amount would be reduced by $5 for every 100 an individual earns over 75,000 and then phased out entirely for individuals making more than 99,000. There are some legitimate criticisms. It would be based on your 2018 ta- uh, tax return, which means a lot of people may be making less money or making more money. As it doesn't really make sense for a lot of people. But what are you going to look? I got to be fair, man. What do you expect when people skip out on a vacation and work all week to try and figure this bill out? Because we are in a desperate circumstance. The market opens. It's dropping. McConnell roasts the Democrats saying this is on you. You blocked this. You think Americans are going to ignore this? Many people are not in the weeds like we are, but they see what's happening between the lines. Poor families who do not have federal income tax liability would see smaller payments, though the minimum would be set at $600. Josh Hawley, a Republican, criticized this, saying lower income families should not be penalized. So it wasn't perfect. Even Republicans had some criticism for this. But guess what? When you've got people who are in desperate need of support, you get it through and we can try another one soon. The big picture says Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said on Fox's News Sunday, he expects the Senate to vote on the phase three stimulus package on Monday morning. It'll be part of one of the largest and most expensive stimulus packages in American history. And I didn't really realize the severity of this until I checked out. I saw this tweet from Yasher Ali, who writes for New York Mag and Huffington Post saying, people have no money. He was shocked in response to this tweet. The Senate vote for 9.45 a.m. is going to be canceled. Democrats are not letting the Senate meet until noon when three votes will be held. And Mnuchin went into Schumer's office again for the sixth conversation of the day. The Democrats are blocking this. Even Huffington Post journalists are shocked by this. And funny enough, Mitt Romney says nothing in the Senate has shocked me until today. Standing in the way of a critically needed rescue package is irresponsible and reckless. Democrats say not enough money to states. Nearly $200 billion isn't chump change. Hospitals get at least $75 billion. He said, as for funds for companies, it's to keep entities that employ millions of Americans from folding. It's to save jobs. Keep this up a little longer and we will go from social distancing to social destruction. Man, I can't believe you've got Mitt Romney once again united back with Republicans. I want to make sure you know exactly why they're doing this. It's simple. They want to restructure things to fit their vision. They don't care about you. They don't care about what Americans need. They are flipping the narrative to try and manipulate people to get what they want. And they're they are saying it is the Republicans that are desperate. It is the Americans that are desperate. This, to me, is astounding. At, at a time when Donald Trump's polls have, go, have flipped so hard, he's looking at a plus, two, plus 12% approval rating in recent polls. Check this out from the Real Clear Politics Average. We can see in early March, Trump was underwater. Minus six, minus six, minus four, minus two. People weren't completely happy with how he was responding to the crisis. But something happened. From the 17th to the 18th and beyond, Trump is now floating substantially above water with a 56, 55, and 49% approval rating, approval rating giving him an, an, a net average of above, a uh, 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 47.6% to a 46.6% disapproval. But if we look at just the past few days when these moves have been made in an attempt, Trump has been saying he's going to give people this relief. He's been getting praised by, by Democratic governors. Now he's plus 12. What do we get? The Democrats are blocking what Americans really need. We can see this story as where Joe Biden trends. Sanders hosts a roundtable to address the pandemic. This is a left wing activist website I'm highlighting on purpose. Joe Biden was nowhere to be found. So let me just stop for a second and I'll point out we've gone over the Democrats and what they've done. Let's talk about the landslide presidential reelection for Trump. Let's talk about Joe Biden. Let me just say I'm sad. I am saddened to see Joe in this state. He's an old guy. He served his country for better or for worse. And to me, it feels like he wants one last ride one last ride off into the sunset. Man, I, I, I sympathize. You know, everybody meets their time when they can no longer do what they once loved doing. And it, for Joe Biden, that time has come and gone. So what, 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 what makes me sad is that there are people around him that instead of saying, Joe, you can't ride anymore. It's over. You need to rest. Talk to the young, the young, the young guys and, and, and the, or the young politicians. Give them advice. See how they do. Instead of saying that, they're propping him up and saying, you go for it, Joe. And it's just become sad. Absolutely sad. Joe Biden was gone for like a week. Nobody knew what he was doing or where he went. And because of this, it seems like they were desperate to try and figure out what they could do to get his presence back in the press. And it was a disaster. And it's just it's it's so sad, man, to see this, to see these people do this to this guy. Take a look at this video. ALX from uh, Turning Point USA. What a joke. He is helpless without a teleprompter. Joe Biden fanning people to try and change what's probably not even a teleprompter may have been some kind of it sounds like they're using cue cards or something. Joe Biden mutters and mumbles and then just says, uh, well, we'll talk about something else. He sounds slow. He sounds tired. He does not look good. And it is to me, it is it is really, really bad. Jake LaHoot from Business Insider tweeted this. Cuomo and Biden are going simultaneously with the networks carrying Cuomo. Joe Biden's running for the president and the networks are choosing to run Governor Cuomo instead. He's not even running. He's the governor. But the governor of New York is more important than Joe Biden. Joe, just it's he couldn't do it. He absolutely could not do it. I want to move on now to what this means in terms of Joe Biden's weakness and why Trump is going to absolutely dominate in November. I can't believe I'm saying it, to be honest, because it does feel like no matter what happens, there's always something that somehow makes it good for Trump. Now, I think there's reason to criticize the guy. He, the, the economy is tanking. Economic forecasts say it's bad for Trump and he might lose. But I think you got to factor in reality. That's why I just showed you Joe Biden. The reality is Trump's not running against him. He's running against public opinion, which is net favorable for the most part right now. Eric Weinstein, famous intellectual dark web thinker said, we are now living the unthinkable because we couldn't discuss the unsayable in real time. And what was he talking about? This story, Michael Slackman of the New York Times says, by the time the borders were shut and international travel restrictions imposed, it was too late. Who's been talking about border security? Donald Trump. That's been one of his flagship positions. And I've mentioned it time and time again, so you probably get it by now. Trump's policies have absolutely been vindicated. So we are now looking at an unprecedented circumstance. In this massive crisis, the president on TV every day assuring Americans who overwhelmingly support him and Democrats who said no to the relief that he was trying to give. If we had shut things down a long time ago, this wouldn't have happened. And that's where we are today. Dr. Fauci recently was, was asked on Face the Nation how he feels about you know Donald Trump offering up hope And Fauci said the president was trying to bring hope to the people. I think there's this issue of the media trying to separate the two of us. There isn't fundamentally a difference there. But if you go to certain left wing political sites, you know what they're going to tell you? They're going to tell you that Fauci is splitting from the president and dragging him and insulting him. It's not the case. Fauci was saying that Trump is talking about a combination of of medicines that may actually save lives. He said it's anecdotal. We need more evidence. We need to push this through. So he's giving a kind of scientific analysis where Trump is saying this might work. We're going to go for it. There's something we can try. It might be a long shot. Trump, Trump actually said it might work. It might not. But I'm trying to be hopeful for the American people. That's what he said in this argument he got into with the journalist. Of course, the media then cut, the, the, cut it out of context and make it look like he was just being a mean person. Well, they baited him and it worked. Check this out. Anecdotal evidence. But again, more. The New York Post. Florida man with coronavirus says drug touted by Trump saved his life. I'll give you the gist of the story. The guy got sick, was put on a ventilator, and he said, I didn't think I was going to make it. I was struggling to breathe. And he asked a doctor, can I try this? And they did. And then he says it started to get scary. His heart was beating like crazy. But by the end of the day, he felt like as if he felt as if nothing happened and he made it through. And he thinks Trump was right. Trump might not be right. Again, it's just anecdotal evidence. But what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to lie down and act like everything is as bad as it's ever been? It's never going to get better? Or should we have a leader who's going to say, This could be an option. We're working really hard for the American people and we're going to get you some relief? What more could you ask for? That's why you see Cuomo, Newsom, and Ilhan Omar praising the president. Yet for some reason, it's Pelosi and Schumer who stop the relief to Americans. You know what I think? I think they've resigned to defeat. I think they know they're going to lose. So this is their reckless abandon. It's them saying, you know what? There's literally nothing we can do to win. Joe Biden's a mess. Let's just light it up. So when Trump wants to come out, you know what? We'll bring him down with us. It feels like they're trying to maximize collateral damage. I really mean it. Like we heard from that, from, from that representative talking to Pelosi, we're going to reshape things in our vision. It's them saying, well, we're going to lose. We're going to lose the next four years. Um, what can we do to get what we want? Let's, that, that, that's it. They're, they're going to they're light everything up to get what they want. Newsweek says economy will rebound in time for election after short, sharp recession. Newsweek poll says now it's a poll. Maybe it's not legit. Maybe it's not true. But it seems like as we get closer to the election, we have several months from now till then. We have a long time. Yeah, things might clear up. Some people are saying it may only be two months. Trump is saying he's going to reassess things in 15 days. It might get bad. We might see a ripple effect. We might see more cases. There could be a resurgence. We don't know. But it is entirely possible that by the time the election comes around, the economy is a booming again. And Trump has done right by the American people, and they overwhelmingly support him. Aside from that, every press briefing he does is essentially a Trump rally where he talks about what he's doing for the American people. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is muttering in his home, tired and confused. Trump has got everything he needs to win. If the election rebounds, there you go. He's going to win. Now, of course, the media is going to try everything in its power to obstruct. And that's what they've been doing. If you've watched my video from the other day, you can see how the media was lying. Around the time I said this was going to get serious, Tucker Carlson said this is going to get serious. What did the media do? They ran tons of stories saying the flu is worse, even though Dr. Fauci said it is not the case on January 31st. Check this out. Amidst the Democrats blocking this relief package, the New York Times quietly edits a headline on failed deal to protect Democrats twice. Amazing. Check this out. The first headline said Democrats block, uh, b- uh, block action on eight. Well, I, let, me, let me just pull up the actual tweet so you can see the headline for yourself. This is from Josh Jordan on Twitter. Democrats block action on $1.8 trillion stimulus. Then they changed it to Democrats block action on stimulus plan seeking worker protections. They then changed it again. Partisan partisan divide threatens deal on rescue bill. That's not true. The Republicans negotiated this bipartisan package over a week. Why would the New York Times keep changing that headline? Because the media often tries to protect the Democrats. It's not going to work this time. Americans are tuned in, and now they're paying at least some attention because the crisis got bad. I was talking to someone, a local, lives in my area a few days ago, someone who's not normally tuned into politics. And they said, what do you think about all this? I've been watching the news. And there it is. Now that they're being directly impacted and their pocketbooks are starting to drop, they're wondering why it's happening. The economy went bad and now they want to know why. And what are they finding? They're finding that as they look deeper, the Democrats are blocking their relief. Joe Biden is muttering like a lunatic in his house, just nowhere to be seen for the most part. Who do you think is going to win in November? After all this, I think Donald Trump is going to sweep it's gonna be it's gonna be a major major Republican victory. I'll leave it there. Stick around. Next segment will be at six p.m. YouTube.com/slash/TimCastNews. Thanks for hanging out. If you're wondering why you will not be getting that sweet juicy stimulus check, look no further than the Democrats. And it's funny to say, but it's legit. The story from the Hill. Senate Democrats block mammoth coronavirus stimulus package. I saw this story, you know, uh, I saw it going around the other night. Take a look at this from the Hill. uh, 328,767 shares. I think Democrats are in serious trouble in November. So you know why they were able to stop this in the Senate? Because several Republicans are quarantined for having coronavirus. So because of this, the Democrats were able to say no to the Republican package. And then they said they were going to draft their own. Shocking. Look, I don't know if the Republican package is perfect, but I think we're at a point now where we need to, try to, we need to rush things out. Donald Trump tweeted last night, in the next 15 days, we will assess where we are to figure out if the, pro- if, the, if the cure is worse than the problem itself. Maybe we'll reopen everything and get back to work. Of course, he faced a lot of criticism for this. What are we supposed to do? If the economy is locked down, people are going to lose their lives as well. We need to make sure that we don't destroy lives in, the, in an effort to save some lives. We've got to weigh, you know, how bad it's going to be and will the cure be worse? So in 15 days, it makes sense to stop and reassess. It doesn't mean we reopen the country. It means we look at the data and see how we're doing. Well, Republicans wanted to get you a check in the meantime. I believe it was for like 1200 bucks or something. Bernie Sanders has called for more, but apparently. Instead of being around to actually vote on it, Bernie Sanders, I guess, was at a rally. Yeah, but the Democrats were still able to block it. The Hill reports Senate Democrats on Sunday blocked a coronavirus stimulus package from moving forward as talks on several key provisions remain stalled. Senators voted 47 to 47 on advancing a shell bill, a placeholder that the text of the stimulus legislation would have been swapped into, falling short of the three-fifths threshold needed to advance the proposal. Hopes of a quick stimulus deal quickly unraveled on Sunday as the four congressional leaders and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin failed to break the impasse. Senate uh, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell also delayed the procedural vote for three hours as they tried to get a deal. Democratic senators argue that the GOP bill includes several non-starters and walks back areas of agreement, such as expanding unemployment insurance. They thought they had reached with Republicans, yes, because- You you may have seen the story. I find it fascinating. The progressives were in agreement with Trump and the Republicans, a hard check delivered to every American. The Democrats like Chuck Schumer and Pelosi said, no, we need unemployment insurance at odds with both the progressives and the Republicans, which is kind of crazy to see that Pelosi and Schumer. Well, it's not really crazy. Look, the, 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 the establishment Democrats get ripped apart by the progressives all the time. But there was a really funny tweet from Andrew Yang supporters saying they're in a difficult position. They're in agreement with Donald Trump's plan to cut a check for every American. It's it's similar to Andrew Yang's principal policy position, the UBI. It's not, but it's similar. And it was the Democrats saying no. So now they're, they're yeah, well, let's just read. They, uh, they emerged from a closed door lunch fuming over the bill circulated by Republicans and called for McConnell to hold off on the 3 p.m. cloture vote. We are pleading with McConnell not to call this vote, Senator Dick Durbin uh, uh, told the number two Senate, uh, the number two Senate Democrats said after the lunch. It's a serious mistake. We have not negotiated this to the point of an agreement yet. Senator Doug Jones, who is up for re-election in a deeply red state, said that the Senate needed to be as unified as possible. We don't need split votes. Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts added that the proposal put forward by Republicans was totally inadequate. That resulted in McConnell delaying the vote to 6 p.m., the vote eventually eventually moved forward with five GOP senators absent. Rand Paul announced Sunday morning that he had tested positive for the virus and would self-quarantine. That led to two Republican colleagues he had intera- interacted with, Mitt Romney and Mike Lee, announcing they would also self-quarantine. Republican Senator Cory Gardner and Rick Scott had previously said they would self-quarantine and quarantine as a precaution that was unrelated to Paul's announcement. How amazing is this? Because many Republicans are out doing the right thing because they don't want to spread the coronavirus, the Democrats have shot down this relief bill that should have passed. I don't know who else you're supposed to be mad at. It was the Democrats who blocked it. And guess what? They're apparently blocking another early vote on this. It's amazing. Senate Minority Leader Charles Schumer said the bill includes problematic provisions and that McConnell should have made the negotiations include both chambers and the White House from the beginning. Unfortunately, the legislation has not improved enough in the past three hours. McConnell appeared visibly angry as he spoke from the Senate floor after the bill failed, pledging to force the vote again. The American people are watching this spectacle. I'm told the futures market is down 5%. I'm also told that when trading stops, so, uh, that, that's when trading stops. So the notion that we have to play games here with the American economy and the American people is utterly absurd. The American people expect us to act tomorrow and i want everyone to fully understand if we if we aren't able to act tomorrow it will be because of our colleagues on the other side continuing to dither when the country expects us to come together and address this problem the republicans are in the majority they're the ones who were voted in most americans agree with trump's actions and what he's doing for, uh, to to deal with the coronavirus the democrats are obstructing plain and simple now is not the time for them to say well because we can obstruct we will no Now's the time to say, okay, we'll make your bill happen. Because I'll tell you what, if this bill doesn't go far enough and if it doesn't work, the American people will be mad at you. The only reason I can see that Democrats are blocking this is potentially they want to be the ones who claimed our bill helped everyone. They're morons. Let me repeat this for all of the Democrats. If they said yes to McConnell's bill and it was bad, They could then tout that for the next several months. Now is not the time to be playing politics. Let the Republicans push their bill through. It's ready to go. Fine. You don't like some of it? Fine. And then if it doesn't work out, you know who you blame and you know who gets voted out. This makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense to block this. Senator John Thune said that they had not formally been told that Democrats would block the bill, but acknowledged that individual members had indicated their positions. Hopefully we can get everybody on board with this thing today and get it out of here. I got to stress, man, the only reason they're able to block it is because several several Republicans have bowed out because they have coronavirus. They don't want to spread it. He added, if Democrats blocked the bill, they better have a plan to go because we don't have plenty of time. But the outcome appeared all but guaranteed. As even members from across the Democratic caucus indicated, they would vote against advancing the bill unless leadership could work out an 11th hour deal. Senator Joe Manchin called the bill the same old repeated story from Mitch McConnell. I'm not going to vote yes, then no, and this and that. If they can work out something between now and three, that's fine. Senator Chris Van Holland called the GOP bill bad news and said it was focused on bailing out the biggest corporations. He added that blocking the bill over the procedural hurdle could force both sides back to the negotiating table. In my view, right now, it would be giving people unrealistic hope to proceed now. We should, we should let people know immediately that Republicans have taken a U-turn. Now I don't care. Trump said in the next 15 days, we're going to reassess and maybe we'll reopen everything. And if Congress, if the Senate and the House, they can't get the job done, then maybe we have no choice. And and I think we'll have no one to blame but the Democrats, because you know why? The Republican bill, maybe it will bail out the corporations, but we can deal with that down the road. They're in the majority. Trump is in the White House. Right now is not the time for you to be bickering. Give them, give give the Republicans their, they, they have their bill. Great. Let's make it happen. Let's get some relief to Americans who are suffering out of work and confused and worried about what they're going to be doing. No, we can't do it. Apparently, Democrats have blocked McConnell from holding a Monday morning vote on the coronavirus bill. Excellent. So there won't even be a vote on it, I suppose. Why? Why can't we just get this done? You know what? I've got no uh, uh, little sympathy for the Republicans as well. Now, I think it's fair to point out that it was progressives and rep- Republicans agreeing on that stimulus check. I don't know exactly what was in the, the letter of this bill. I believe it was something to that, to that effect. But they were concerned, the Democrats were, that big corporations would use this and not help the workers. They wanted more protections. I can, I can respect that. It's fair. But you could absolutely give you know give the Republic throw them a bone, and then use it against them. Let me show you some, uh, some, some tweets here. Why do Americans mistrust the mainstream media? Look how the New York Times changes their headline three times to appease Democrats. This was a story. Democrats block action on $1.8 trillion stimulus. They then change their headline. Democrats block action on stimulus plan seeking worker protections. And finally, partisan divide threatens deal on rescue bill. They're all technically the truth. It's the best kind of the truth, isn't it? The media loves doing this. Yes, it is a partisan divide threatening the issue. But I, if, if, if only, and I think I could be wrong about this. They might need more votes than just the, the Republicans who are out. But it does seem like they're definitely taking advantage of the fact that there are Republicans unable to actually come and make this vote. Is this the time? You know what, man? Vote all of these people out. I, I can't stand any of them. Why are any of them having this argument right now? I don't know. Because people can't work together in a time of crisis. I, I, gotta, I gotta be honest, man. In the end, as much as I will be critical of both sides for bickering when Americans are suffering, I got to throw a little shade at the Democrats for the simple fact that Republicans have the majority for now. And the best thing to do is say, fine, let's make your plan work. They don't want to. Apparently, they want their own bill. Now, Michael Tracy had an interesting tweet. He said, I'm not trying to unfairly attack Bernie. He was my preferred candidate among those who realistically had a chance. But explain how it was justified. For Bernie to be live streaming from Burlington with Ocasio-Cortez rather than in D.C. to vote on the most consequential bailout since 2008, Jen Perlman said the bill was garbage. He knew it. They all knew it. And we continue the dog and pony show in the face of the possibly uh, in, in the face of the possibly biggest pandemic this world has ever th- seen. That's why. And Michael correctly states: if you believe the bill is garbage, then you can vote no on the bill. That's how it works the next response, or you can re- relay an important message to millions of followers, which is about the same as voting no and accomplishes something to, or Bernie could have voted yes. I don't like any of these people. I can't stand it. Why was Bernie out doing a campaign rally with Ocasio-Cortez? Well, apparently she's back on the campaign trail. There was some uh, uh, issues where apparently she was going to bow out because she didn't like the fact, this is partially it. She didn't like the fact that uh, Bernie had touted that Joe Rogan had you know propped him up And also she was mad because she got slammed when she spoke on behalf of Bernie in Iowa while he was voting on impeachment. Let me just uh, point out, while all of this was beginning around the world and Trump launched the coronavirus task force, which included Dr. Fauci, who people seem to, to like, the Democrats were trying to impeach the president. And Bernie Sanders stopped campaigning to go try and impeach the president and it failed. It was a distraction. It was a major waste of time. If there was no impeachment, perhaps we could have focused on serious issues, Perhaps the Democrats could have gone after Trump over his coronavirus response. But these people just don't seem to get it. It's the blind leading the blind. There's no leadership. It is it is shockingly moronic to me. If they, if you know, I said it before the impeachment, Ukraine gate, Russia gate. If they weren't doing this and they focused on real issues, they could be one step ahead of the game. You know, what? let me tell you something. The first story I did on the coronavirus, I said I didn't think it was gonna be a big deal. I was wrong. And then about a week later, or maybe not even a week later, a few days later, when I started covering the next stories, as the story expanded, I was like, wow, this looks serious. China's overreacting. I think this is going to get bad. And of course, it did get bad. While I and people like Tucker Carlson, for instance, were were saying things were going to get bad, people in media were saying it was no big deal. Democrats were criticizing Trump, calling him a bigot and a xenophobe for barring travel. Joe Biden did even recently. And now we can see that Tucker was right. Trump was right. And to an extent, I was right as well. I, I, I think it's fair to point out that I was wrong in my initial uh, assessment of what was going to happen with this. And I think there are a lot of people who didn't expect this, but there are a lot of people who got on board quickly when they saw the signs. This was going to get bad. And once again, we are now seeing Democrats late to the party. This is not the time. This is, I, 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 but I, I don't know what else to expect. I've been very critical of them from the get go for just this reason. They've been doing these same things over and over and again. Now we can see the true depth of what impeachment has wrought. Every step of the way, as they move forward with various aspects of this investigation and impeachment in January and obstruction, we've been seeing the expansion of a deadly virus. It was started in November, we now know. The World Health Organization propped up China's lies. And then in in, in mid-January, China said there was no human-to-human transmission. And the World Health Organization once again propped this up. And where are the Democrats? They were two steps behind everyone else. I don't know why, but I'll tell you what, that's why they're in the minority. It's why they're losing. And I think they are going to get obliterated in November. Take a look at this first story and let me highlight that share count for you again. The share count on the story from the hill is not Republicans failed the, the, the stimulus package. It's Democrats block the coronavirus stimulus. Those are 320,000 shares. That is massive. Take a look at the other story about the delayed vote 3,000. You know what this means? It means the American people are listening. And the American people don't care about why you want to block this when you could have just said, yes, give the people the money they need to get them through this. You know what I expect in November? They want to say that the economy is bad for Trump. Many media outlets are saying that Trump is just trying to get the economy kickstarted to help his, his campaign. I don't care. The economy is bad people are suffering and they want action. And guess what? FDR, he was, he was the president of the great depression. He won several times. I think the American people can see through this and the shares show it on this video. The shares show us that the American people are telling a story right now that the Democrats have obstructed their chance for relief. And that will resonate in November. This is going to pass and the economy is going to rebound and people will not forget this, that every single time something has happened, the Democrats have flubbed it. They've made a major mistake, a major misstep, and it has backfired endlessly. I'll leave it there. Next segment will be at 1 p.m. on this channel, and I will see you all then. Maybe you've seen those uh, videos of spring breakers who are like, yo, man, the coronavirus ain't going to get me down. I'm going to go party in South Beach, Miami. Yeah. And everyone was like, y'all, y'all are really dumb because you're going to get the coronavirus and it's going to put you in the hospital. All right. Not everybody goes to the hospital, but around 20 percent So maybe you should heed the warnings because we're dealing with something serious. But as you can see on the screen, we got a bunch of people who are out partying for spring break as according to the CBS news video, she's saying people are trying to get drunk before everything closes. They're all laughing like, yeah, it's it's so whatever, man, we're going to go party. Who cares? We're young, right? I love it. Florida University says students tested positive for coronavirus after spring break, break trip. You know, man, we're seeing some harsh enforcement. In New Jersey, a couple people got arrested already because they were hosting like a kind of a decent sized get together at their house. I don't want to say it was a big party because it was like a couple dozen people. They got arrested for it. I'm not too keen on that. That's kind of freaky, but I'm not surprised the governments are trying to lock down with quarantines and business closures because you have these dumb kids going out and partying. I kid you not. There's a video I watched of them doing this thing where they line up on each other's butts and they pour beer down the crack and drink it. And that's because, hey man, spring break. That's not a that's, that's typical, that's like a normal thing they do on spring break. But I mean, you know, we got a coronavirus right now. So here's a story. The Hill reports, University of Tampa said Saturday that five of its students who traveled together during their spring break recently tested positive for the novel coronavirus. UT has been notified that five UT students traveling together and with other UT students during spring break have tested positive for COVID-19, the university said in a tweet Saturday. University did not disclose the names of the students, nor where they traveled during the spring break, which was earlier this month. However, the university added that it sincerely wishes the students and others who may be affected a full and rapid recovery. Well, I do too. I'm not going to wish, you know, anything negative on people. You know, they're just dumb kids. I mean, they're not really kids. They're literally adults in their early 20s. But sure, I mean, some people just don't want to pay attention. They believe it's all fake. And I still see tons of posts on Facebook which are really annoying, where people are saying things like, this is not real. Ha- do you even know anybody who has this? Dude, I don't know anybody who has the flu. Come on, man. I do know people who are t- like, okay, it's like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing. Like, I know people who who are, who know people with it. I'll put it that way. I know people who are being directly impacted this by this in some way or another. It's hearsay. I don't know, man. None of the people I know have the flu either. So how come that's never an issue? It's like the people want to talk about how the flu is so much worse. And they say, how come no one's talking about the flu? It's like, well, how many people do you know have the flu too? That's the issue. Yeah, there's millions upon millions, hundreds of millions of people in this country. And we have, you know, tens of thousands who have it. So yeah, you probably won't know anybody. But there's a reason why we're freaking out. Look at these people. They're getting sick now. And now they're going to get other people sick. I'm just going to say, I want to show you like Here's here. Uh, these are picture pictures from London's tube trains where they're just overly crowded. Let me just say one th- quick thing. I know for a lot of you, it's probably being you know reiterated to the umpteenth degree. But listen, the Spanish flu in 1918 was a novel virus with a 2.5% mortality rate. It ravaged the world. Lots of people died. When we saw the novel coronavirus, we said, hey, man, this looks a lot like what happened in 1918. And they said, shut her down. So yes, the numbers aren't there because we're freaking out because it looks so similar to the coronavirus. Dare I say those who, those who don't remember the past are doomed to repeat it. Take a look at these photos. BuzzFeed News reports as the coronavirus outbreak continues in the UK, the government has urged people not to travel unless strictly necessary, but London's tubes are still packed. The UK is going to become the next big epicenter, if you were to ask me. Italy, man. Have you seen the videos out of Italy? These hospitals? They're scary, man. It's really scary stuff. Londoners have been sharing pictures of packed services and urging the capital's transit authority, Transport for London, to do something about it. Three pictures taken around 7 a.m. this morning at Canningtown on Jubilee Line Train and two platform pictures. This is Sunday morning. They are packed as though nothing has changed. TFL has closed some of its stations and has been running a reduced service. But with some Londoners still going to work, this has meant some trains are even busier than usual. So much for social distancing, they say. These these trains are crowded. Labor MP Neil Coyle said he wants the government to force employers to keep their staff at home if they are not key workers to help tackle the problem. A constituent who is not a key worker sent me this photo this morning. He is being forced to work by his employer. This was his tube journey. I've asked government to consider prosecuting irresponsible employers, taking risks with other people's lives, and our NHS. That's kind of backwards, isn't it? You're going to go after the, the company? the company's not telling you to take the train. You, you made a choice to work for that company. That's weird to me. I'm not a fan of companies making their employees come in. In, uh, in the US, across the board, we're seeing non-essential workers be told to stay home. Places are locking down faster and faster. But at a certain level, the individual's responsible, right? Like you're the one choosing to get on that train and disregard the orders of the government. On Sunday, TFL emailed customers saying the number of people using our services has fallen dramatically, but we need even more of you to stop traveling. Yet here's more photos and videos. There are more confirmed cases of coronavirus and there have been more deaths in London than any other UK city. But Londoners are still crowding together on the tube. London's a very dense place, man. They're going to they're gonna get hit hard. New York is is freaking out because New York's population density is like, uh, I think I, I just checked, it's like 28,000 people per square mile. That's massive. In the United States, it's like 90 people. So that is a r- ridiculous population density. I don't know what the population density of London is, though. Buzzfeed says while key workers still need to use public transport to travel around the capital, the government has yet to introduce any stringent lockdown issues. Well, look, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the expert. Going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do, but I'm going to show you some of this. Beijing's leading doctor warns of a new coronavirus outbreak in China after the country reported its first case of someone catching the illness from a person returning from abroad. It's actually much simpler than that. China went into lockdown. This virus can linger for up to a month in rare circumstances. And it only takes one person. If people are getting reinfected, and we've heard that before, that's really, really scary. Because then what do we do? Lockdown for two years and hope this thing just evaporates. But when China released the lockdown, something that was predicted may be now happening, that another wave of infections will be hitting this, this country And then it's going to get even worse. If China gets hit with another wave, they're gonna have to lock down again. If you thought the seeing all the stores raided in the past couple of weeks was nuts, wait till the supply chain disruption hits next month. That's going to be bad. We've already heard from many people, governors, politicians, next week, they said this week will be bad. Next week will be worse. I believe it may have been de Blasio or Cuomo. Maybe it was de Blasio of New York saying, this month is bad. Next month will be way worse. And then the month after that will get worse. If China is getting reinfected, who boy, I don't know what to expect, man. A lot of people are, are, are constantly talking about Donald Trump canceling the elections, but that's not even been brought up by any serious political individual. It's just the media hyping things up saying, "Ooh, he's going to cancel the elections. But I got to be honest, to a certain point, it's not so much on Trump. Like They're trying to put it on Trump like Trump's going to try and cancel the election to be president forever or some other nonsense. No, I mean, we might not be able to. This might result in record low voter turnout, which according to all of the, you know, the, the, the analyses like uh, Moody's record low voter turnout means Trump wins 500 plus electoral votes. I'm sorry, man. I think that's where we're headed. I don't, I don't think we're going to postpone the election. I think that would be dramatic and insane, but the democratic primary is in, is in shambles, but let's, let's say the political stuff for the next segment. Let's read the story about what's going on in China. Cause this is more pressing the Daily Mail reports one of China's top coronavirus experts has warned that the nation is facing a second outbreak due to the increasing number of infections detected among new arrivals from abroad. Professor Li Lanjuan, a member of Beijing's expert team on the virus, said she was very worried that important imported cases could trigger trigger another large scale epidemic in our country. I'm gonna stop you right there, China. I don't believe you. I think China has been covering up the numbers as it is. And now they want to pass the blame onto other countries. Well, I don't know if that would necessarily work because they're the ones letting people into the country anyway. They released the lockdown in certain uh, in certain regards. But it's so convenient that, well, no, I, I think it's fair to say China's an authoritarian nation that locks their people in their homes. So I, I'd be willing to bet they got a handle on things. You know, I don't necessarily trust their numbers. The death rate's probably way higher because it's way higher elsewhere. But it could be, that now that they're getting the second wave because they released people, they're going to try and use this opportunity to blame other countries. Her comment came after health officials reported the country's first case of someone who was believed to have contracted the disease, known as COVID-19, from another person returning from abroad. It also came as life in former epicenter Wuhan is slowly returning to normal following a two-month draconian lockdown. Yikes, man. Here's a photo, it says. Her comment comes after the city of Guangzhou, reported the country's first native coronavirus case related to an imported case. You can see in the photos there, people, it looks like they're on, they, might, they might be on ventilators, I'm not sure. Professor Li, 73, told China News Today that the control and prevention of imported cases was an arduous task for medical workers. She said this requires us to continue to intensify our efforts and work tirelessly to prevent the coronavirus pneumonia epidemic from spreading in other cities. So you want to know why I roll my eyes, I face palm at these spring breaker college students who just tested positive for coronavirus. I'm sitting in my house. Can't go to the movies. Can't go to the mall. Can't go to the store. Why? Because we're all bunkering down to try and let this thing wash away. Okay. We got to wait, stop the spread, let it disappear, let it die off. And then these morons go out and start getting drunk saying so like, dude, I'm not giving up my party for no mortality rate. And then they come back and get sick. They've probably already spread it to several other people. I think the average is on the low end, maybe like a uh, uh, Two, two, uh, two and a half people to, to uh, three people, maybe 3.4. And you end up spreading it to that many people. So these college kids want to go out and be dumb and get everybody sick. And I got to stay in my house because of that. Come on, man. I want to get back to going to the movies. We had a bunch of movies come out. I mean, it's cool what they've done. Universal's released them. They're on Amazon. You can watch them, I guess. But the theater is a special moment. You know, you popcorn, you hang out with your friends. So we're all locked down now. It's not just that. That's me. I'm being a bit facetious. I'm being a bit silly, but let's be real. With these college kids going out and partying like this, guess what? That means you can't go back to work. That means you lost your job because of these dumb kids who want a shotgun of beer on the beach and now got sick and are getting more people sick, which is going to extend the duration of the economic lockdown. That's what's so annoying about this. Now, we're going to be locked down. And the reason why I'm showing you the Beijing stuff is because it's very likely, according to many other outlets, MIT Technology Review, that the moment we lift the lockdown, we're going to start seeing more, uh, another increase in cases in the following weeks. We are going to see a ripple effect because it's novel and nobody has immunity to it. We're hoping to slowly build up herd immunity, which can take some time. The U.S. has a plan that might extend 18 months. Some people have said it could be years of lockdown every two months and then opening up for a month and then locking down for two months. And the more people do this, the longer it's going to go on for. Man, dumb kids. This is a challenge when you have a country that's very, very, I don't know, anti-communal is the right way to put it. Now, it's funny because you'll see, you know, often you see these communist types who talk about the greater good and all that, but they're all some of the most selfish people I've ever seen a lot of college kids, right? It's kind of funny. And I don't think these kids that are out partying are necessarily socialists, but they just don't care. In Ohio, I believe it was the governor who asked people to rally around old glory, put up that American flag, we're in this together. That's the kind of spirit we need. So in this there's something interesting. We'll see what the backlash is to these kids getting sick. Because now it's going to ripple out, you know, we're all going to be put up for it. But I think we might be seeing a resurgence, well we're definitely seeing a resurgence of nationalism. Bernie Sanders and Trump have both called out these, these failed globalization trade policies, how they've created serious vulnerabilities. And now with the global pandemic, we don't have the supplies we need. Many people are saying Trump needs to hard invoke the Defense Production Act, like go to these companies, and say, boom, make some masks, make some ventilators now. And apparently hasn't done so. But that's amazing coming from Democrats that we need to secure our borders. The New York Times wrote a story saying by the time we, called, we we secured our borders, it was already too late. Wow. What a vindication for nationalism coming from the New York Times. And which politician has been screeching about borders? Donald Trump. Now, there's some funny things I can point out. Trump tweeted, this is why we need borders. And then, oh man, this is so silly. Chris Saliza of CNN said, uh, viruses don't care about borders. And it's like, do they think the viruses are like giant creatures with briefcases, like walking down the, the, the desert? Oh, what's this? No wall. Let me on. Mosey on in. And they walk in. No, the viruses are carried by people. And we need to be able to track the people that are sick so we don't get sick and our medical system doesn't collapse. Then I saw one that was really funny from a journalist. And they responded to Trump saying, uh, what did they say? Planes don't care about walls. And I'm like, not every border has a wall. Oh, man, there's there's nothing you can say to these people to convince them. When the virus started getting bad weeks ago, I said something on Twitter like, people are going to be really glad we have a border wall when this pandemic, you know, goes nuts. And I got slammed by a bunch of people saying like, viruses can go through walls, dude. No, 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 they can't. Like literally in the air, sure. But then it falls on the ground and dies in the desert. It doesn't last that long. It's going to land on the ground. It's not going to be anything. It's people. Yes. When you fly over the border, did you know we have borders at airports? So this is what's going on right now. China is experiencing a potential second outbreak. Predictable. We're going to need to hard lock down our borders for quite some time. As sure as a vindication for Trump. Yes. But it also shows that borders are increasingly necessary. And it also shows, to go back to the main problem, why these people parting were so stupid to do so. If if locking if if we have to lock down our borders and even to a certain degree restrict some trade because there's going to be less business meetings now, essential travel should be okay. We are taking a severe economic hit internationally, and international trade is a big factor in in, in our economy. So now, because we're we're going through all this, I'll just I'll just wrap this all up right here. These dumb kids going out and partying, and getting sick, means that our our international lockdowns must remain in place for some time as well. Can you just be responsible for two seconds, man? This is, this is what bothers me is now you're going to see a bunch of people begging for authoritarianism. They already are. One of the top trending tweets today was lockdown now. And several outlets have said, Trump, please lock the country down already. Oh, no. If only people were more responsible. But this is the big problem. Americans, staunch individualists, I get it. But a lot of them are irresponsible and inconsiderate. They do not want to do anything for the greater good or for the betterment of our community. They don't care. They want to go party, and that's it. And now they're sick. Fine, whatever. I'll leave it there. Next segment will be coming up at 4 p.m. at youtube.com slash Timcast. It is a different channel, and I will see you all then. A journalist for Newsweek is shocked to discover the internet is not real life. In a piece titled, If 55% of Americans are okay with how Trump is handling coronavirus, why are so many people online in a rage? Now, okay, it's a little hyperbolic. It is funny to see these journalists not really understand what's going on, because I can say it bluntly, Twitter is not real life. It's a bunch of people screeching for internet points. Have you seen these insane videos of people licking toilets? That's Twitter. It doesn't matter if they're talking politics. It doesn't matter if they're licking toilets. They're doing the exact same thing. In fact, many of the tweets highlighted in this Newsweek segment, in this article are the toilet licking equivalent of politics. So I'd like you all to remember that when these young people go around licking toilets and you go on Twitter and engage in the toilet licking with other people, it's the same thing as far as anyone else is concerned, because regular Americans are worried about how they're going to put food on their tables. They're not paying attention to this. I've talked to a ton of locals. I ask them all the time, do you guys go on social media, Twitter? No. It's a separate reality of the most hyperactive people who are trying to get attention from you. Just like the title of this video. Welcome to, uh, welcome to how the internet works. Kelly writes, a new poll shows that more than half of American citizens are pleased at the way President Donald Trump is handling COVID-19 precautions. But the 43% of Americans that disapprove of Trump's plan are loudly bashing his ideas, even going across party lines. The finding of the survey by ABC and Ipsos shows 55% of Americans are confident in Trump's response as of, March 19th, just, uh, as, of, as of March 19th. Just a week ago, the same survey held only a 43% approval rating, a similar correlation is apparent in the growth of fear. While one week ago, 66% of those surveyed were fearful in the wake of the virus, the number jumped to 79% on Thursday. In some cases, it appears the thick line between Republican and Democrat beliefs have been blurred due to the fast spreading novel coronavirus. And short, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just goes on to explain what it is. Trump has already begun to enact a variety of plans that apparently aim to put the American family first. The family's first coronavirus relief plan started with making coronavirus testing free, even wiping away insurance co pays for those with, the comp- with comprehensive health care. This also erases financial responsibility for the 30 million Americans who don't have insurance, according to Healthline. In addition, Trump is planning on planning to send checks up to $1,000. Well, this story is from a couple days ago. And as you know, the Democrats have now twice blocked the bill. Wonder why? If these practices by Trump can help everyone and essentially take a step toward free health care, what are online comments saying in opposition? To begin, some don't believe the results of the poll are true. The poll sample spoke with 512 American adults over the age of 18, and it has a 95% confidence level, according to Ipsos. Others are concerned as to why any of the general public trusts Trump after years of heavy scrutiny of his character, apparent lies and more. First, people don't believe the poll results are true. That's because they live in this magical realm called the internet and they're blind. Let me just make it clear. In the real world people don't tweet. It's something like 2% of Americans make almost all of the tweets. So, I think I think around, you know, 22% of Americans use Twitter and of those Eighty percent don't actively tweet; they just read what other people are saying, and they're the smart ones. They're the ones sitting back, watching everyone lick toilet seats. Let, let, let me clarify that toilet seat thing, because the point is, the reason these kids are doing it is to get attention, to get clicks, and to get likes. And I'm going to show you. But let's read. Let's let's read. We, we got some. Ramona Gig says, "I don't care who reports this. Looking at you, Maggie." I'll never believe 55% of Americans approve of the outrageously criminal actions coming from the Trump regime in dealing with the coronavirus. That poll is insane. If, uh, if everything smells like uh, poop, perhaps you should check your boot. Yet ABC reports 55% approve of Trump's management of the crisis. We are doomed. I will never understand how people can be this remarkably dangerously stupid. Have you considered looking into a mirror? Because you are the odd person out. It's not everyone else that is stupid, it's you. Here's another one. The only people in this country that approve of Trump are the 63 million die-hard Nazi aholes that comp- that comprise the Republican party, all of whom should have their citizenship revoked as being the traitors they are and exiled. Until we take out the trash, the weak the, uh, take out this trash, we will never be safe. I don't know, it's kind of weird. Others though pointed out what Trump isn't doing. Many still want to see the president take steps toward a countrywide, governmentally inflicted lockdown. This would require all Americans to stay in their homes or on their own property for a scheduled amount of time in order to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now, I'm going to be uh, serious for a minute. There have been an increasing amount of calls for a nationwide lockdown. They're saying that even in these lockdowns, so in New Jersey, we're under shelter in place. We can still go outside. They told us if you need essentials to go to the store, the stores will remain open if you need food. So you don't need to be hoarding anything. But let me just say we are closer than ever to, I don't know, to the point of no return, I guess. I'm not saying we're close to it. I'm just saying we're closer than we've ever been. So please take it seriously and consider getting supplies because a nationwide lockdown is going to affect everybody. And not every state is locked down for now. Here we can see, though, There are people who want this. And one of the top trends today was lock down the USA. One tweet said, I never go political on here, but the coronavirus is serious. As long as Trump doesn't do a national shutdown quarantine, I will approve. Wait, what? I will approve what? As long as Trump doesn't do a national shutdown quarantine, I will approve. Interesting. I keep seeing all my locals throw parties. I live in such a privileged town. These people don't care about anyone but themselves. And they're the reason this is still happening. Can Trump please just quarantine America so this can be over quicker? This person said, Trump seems to think this whole thing is just going to end. It's not. You need to shut things down. It's gonna. It's not going to be popular. And yes, it will slow the economy. But if you do nothing, it will only get worse. And we'll still have to quarantine and the economy will still be hurt. She writes, people would be allowed to leave for immediate needs only, like pharmacy pickups and grocery shopping. Some places have already begun to enact this locally, like Oak Park. A Chicago adjacent town, New York City Governor Andre Cuomo, Andrew Andre Andrew Cuomo, also apparently considered a citywide lockdown for New York called shelter in place order. No, I'm I'm pretty sure New York is already doing this. This was, this was a few days ago. The iso- isolation tactic was used in Wuhan. Yeah, 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 we get it. So here's what I find absolutely I don't know cute about this story. I'm not going to drag the journalist. I've, I've seen a lot of people dragging her acting like she's totally clueless. And it is funny to see these journalists don't really understand what's going on. And I guess many people on Twitter don't either. It's not the real world. It's a lot of people just pretending for the sake of getting internet points. I don't think you needed to write an article, right? I don't think you needed to write an article about it for one very important reason. The only people who can see the social media posts are the people on social media, so I guess maybe this is her attempt to try and grab them by the shoulders and shake them and tell them to wake up. But regular people aren't paying attention to this. So the more that people act like what the Twitterati says is relevant, the worse off they will do politically. And it's no surprise then the Democrats going after the youth vote have been chased into a corner that makes literally no sense. And now as of today, twice, yesterday and today, They have voted down the emergency package. So go ahead and go on Twitter and look at what all the morons are hooting about. And then go to an actual American home and see people are really, really worried about this. They're not just worried about the virus. They're worried about the economy. These people don't have jobs. And now I will show you what fake reality looks like. See On Twitter, all of the crazies have popped up and started screeching at the top of their lungs while regular people go mind their business. This guy said, Since self-isolation is bad for corporate profits, the Wall Street Journal recently called for an end to the already too limited, too delayed health measures taken versus versus the virus. Trump is now entertaining their advice. The rich don't care if we die. I can't say I'm surprised by someone who says he's the author of Red State Revolt, The Teachers Strike Wave and Working Class Politics. He seems probably like he's a democratic socialist or far leftist who doesn't understand how economics works. There was one guy who tweeted, and I'm not gonna drag him over this, because it's it's an honest question that people don't understand. It was this guy he said, Can someone serious question, can someone explain to me why the government can't set prices and, and set wages and guarantee income? And I feel bad. He just really doesn't know. A lot of these people don't understand things like basic economics, but let me just tell you, for those that aren't in the real world who are screeching about Trump. And the stimulus package and all this stuff. They don't get it. They think that what Trump is doing is socialism. It's not. It's called serious emergency action to patch the hole in the sinking ship. It doesn't mean we retain this permanently. A lot of people on the left want these things to remain permanently, and that's not a good idea. But let me just, let me just address this and we'll wrap things up. The system we have in place right now, our economy is decentralized. We don't know who needs what or why because we don't know everything a command economy where you have some government agent increases the likelihood of corruption, and it decreases the likelihood the economy can adapt to new jobs and new technologies and new inventions. Think about it this way. If the government was going to guarantee that everybody who worked got a certain amount of money, well, how do you determine if one job is worth more? You could certainly say, no, all jobs are equal, but then why would anyone want to invest in years of schooling when they could just go sling burgers? So what it comes down to is we as individuals can work in a variety of ways, planning out what we need and responding to the market in a decentralized manner. 10,000 computers can be just as powerful as one computer. But here we're dealing with 330 million individuals determining what they need and why they need it way better than one person ever could. But anyway, I don't know. I I don't know how I went off on a socialist tangent. The point was, I'm bringing it up because most working families get the point. What, what the Wall Street Journal is saying right now resonates with a lot of regular people. It's why the Wall Street Journal is a top newspaper. It's a mainstream opinion. We need to get back to work. But this guy in the fake world of Twitter doesn't seem to get it. I'll leave it there. I got a couple more segments coming up for you in a few minutes. I will see you all shortly. There will always be people who cut in line and disregard social norms for personal benefit because they just don't care about you. And these kinds of people can be- Well, it can be a serious problem. Look, I respect and understand individualism, but there's a limit, right? We're dealing with a global outbreak. Don't go party because you're extending this for everyone else. When you cut in line, you're making everyone else have to wait longer. But of course, we have the stories. From CNN, crowds packed California beaches despite shelter in place order. And how about this? Social distancing is dead in the water. Thousands of people in boats bunched together and party in the ocean off Florida, as thousands of Americans continue to flout coronavirus proximity rules. I want to show you these stories, talk about what's going on, because the government's reacting rather negatively. But then I got something to show you in Spain. Spain's in crisis. There are people lying on the floors in hospitals because they've run out of room. But I don't think it matters. I think the people watching get the seriousness of it. Let's read the story from CNN. They say crowds descended on California beaches, hiking trails and parks over the weekend in open defiance of a state order to shelter in place and avoid close contact with others. California Governor Gavin Newsom issued a shelter in place order directing the state's nearly 40 million residents to stay home beginning March 20th to help stop the spread of coronavirus. Instead, many public spaces were packed, prompting officials in some cities to order parks, recreation areas, and beaches to close. And you know what they did after that? They ducked under the tape that said "Do not enter. Beach closed." They didn't care. They've been doing. Dude, nobody cares. So you know what, man? I feel like a chump. Here I am, sitting in my house, not going to the movies. Meanwhile, everyone else and everyone else goes out and parties. Why? 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 Why is it on me to, to be responsible? And no one else is gonna is gonna play by the rules to help get this job done? Well, look, I'm gonna do my part. I'm gonna stay home. I'm gonna. I am going I don't want to get sick. That's the easiest way to put it. Man, that that coronavirus sounds scary. But this is so frustrating about a lot of people in certain states, to put it that way. California. Hey, how about that? That they don't seem to care about how, what what they're, what they don't care that what they're doing is causing problems for literally everyone else. And it's going to cause irreparable damage to the economy. The longer they're out doing this, the more the virus spreads, the more we're not going to be able, the the, the longer it's going to take to get, to, to get this over with. Video and photos on social media showed groups of people standing in close contact of one another and popular hiking trails and beaches in Los Angeles over the weekend. Health officials urge people to maintain a distance of six feet from one another to prevent transmission of the highly contagious virus. In response to the crowds, LA Mayor Eric Garcetti announced on Twitter late Sunday night he was closing sports and recreation at all LA city parks. He also tweeted that parking at city benches was closed. He said, this weekend we saw too many people packing beaches, trails, and parks. So we are closing sports and recreation at LA city parks and closing parking at city beaches. That doesn't mean gather elsewhere. This is serious. Stay home and save lives. I'll tell you what, man. I'm sure there are a bunch of skateboarders out doing their thing. But right now on Instagram, if you watch skate videos, skateboarders are are most of them or many of them are at home filming videos in their houses because it's like a challenge now. What is up with this? Why are the skateboarders who are supposed to be the rebels with no cause the ones doing the right thing and staying home? And it's a bunch of other morons going to the beach and partying and ignoring everything. Man, I'll tell you what. So look, it's not, it's not just uh, California. It's also in Florida, I guess. Spring breakers were seen once again partying in Florida on Yachts on Sunday. Yeah. You see the story I put up at one o'clock that a bunch of young Floridians went on spring break and then came back testing positive for the coronavirus. Well, now you get to be quarantined for a couple of weeks and you deserve it. Look, you're given the option. We're not an over like this country has got problems with authoritarianism, but it is not an overwhelmingly authoritarian country. We're very individualist. We have constitutional rights. And right now you're being asked just to chill out for a little bit. You don't need to go party. Take a breather. Yet these people are still doing it. And what's going to happen is people are going to clamor for a lockdown like we just saw in the last segment I did. Thousands of spring breakers in Florida have once again defied a state order to stop mass gatherings. Government officials in Boca Raton on Sunday Shared images of revelers drinking on several boats in the waters surrounding Peanut Island. One image showed at least 15 boats gathered in one large spot in the middle of the water as passengers partied. Shortly after the images emerged, city officials released a statement announcing the closure of the area. You see what you do? They tell us you can use your boat, just don't have big gatherings. And then a bunch of morons are like, we don't care. We're gonna go party anyway. Now the rest of us can't do it. Yeah, They say, well, Boca uh, Raton has always served as a social gathering spot for many boaters and will again. Now is not the time for parties and tie ups on the water. Please be patient and do your part so we can all get through this together. The statement reads effective immediately. All boat ramps and marinas will be closed to all recreational boating activities to include boat launching in and out storage activities and boat rentals in Palm Beach County until further notice. Officials said the licensed commercial fishermen who provide food to restaurants and markets, commercial marine operations, and support services are permitted to operate in the area. While many take this seriously, some do not, and are putting others in jeopardy, including our first responders and healthcare workers, officials said in the statement. So you see this? People were out enjoying themselves on their boats. They said, we we, we want you to self-isolate. If you want to go for a walk, you can do it. Some people went and chilled on their boats. Then a bunch of morons got all their boats together, have a big party, and now everything's shut down. Congratulations current guidelines call for yeah yeah we, we 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 get the guidelines let me show you the severity of this i hope you're ready for some i don't know if these are graphic or whatever but the daily mail says horrifying images show coronavirus patients lying in on the floor of a packed madrid hospital as city is overrun with cases and country's death toll tops 2000 with 462 victims in the past 24 hours this is what happens when you don't isolate europe is is ahead of us by some time but we have a much larger country. And in places like New York and in Florida and LA, we have very dense population centers. So we need to do what we got to do to get through this. Some people are demanding Trump lock things down. I don't know if that's the right idea, but apparently you've got people who just refuse to listen and it's going to get bad because these people won't, well, they won't listen. The shocking clip shows some patients coughing deeply as a medic stands nearby and some of those on the floor appear to be hooked up to oxygen tanks. The scenes were recorded at the Infanta Leonor Hospital, at the Severo Ochoa de Leganes Hospital in the Spanish capital Madrid, according to El Mundo. The video, which was reported locally, was shared online to urge people to follow social distancing measures being enforced in countries across the world. Spain's death toll jumped more than 2,000 today, an increase of 462 deaths with 33,089 cases of the infection now recorded. 462. So they're getting close to Around what, uh, twenty or so, twenty or so people dead per uh, per hour. That is, what is that, five times more than the flu. The country is in danger of becoming the new epicenter of the outbreak in Europe. With Italy's latest figures offering some hope that the crisis there could start to ease. Spain's Deputy Prime Minister Carmen Calvo is among those waiting awaiting urgent tests results today. After he was taken to the hospital with a respiratory infection on Sunday, you can see these photos, man. This is the hospitals being overloaded. And it's and it's crazy to me. I'm seeing so many people ask questions like, do you know anyone, any hospital that's been overloaded? And my like, I see these posts on Facebook and I'm like, how many doctors do you know that you're asking this to? Because I know people who are saying yes. And we're looking at photos. Have you watched the videos from Italy? They're nightmarish. They're taking over entire wings of the hospital and switching it to emergency coronavirus beds because people can't breathe. You can see it in these photos. We can see that from this is, this is what exponential growth looks like. As time goes on, you get one person sick who gets two people sick, who gets four people sick, who gets eight people sick, and it keeps growing every single day. Spain looks like it's actually growing much faster than we are, but we're going pretty fast. Italy is growing very, very quickly, and we can see a major spike in deaths on the, uh, around the what is this, days since the first death. So yeah, we better take this seriously. China has just seen a major uptick. It's very, very preliminary, but we can see that's curling upward. China may be facing a second outbreak. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir, though. I think we all get it. Hopefully, this video matters to somebody. They say in the first clip in Spain, reportedly recorded at the hospital, patients can be seen. Oh, that's weird. We just we read that already. The hospital has reportedly begun to move patients with critical criteria to the Cologne Hotel, where a medical space has been created to relieve hospitals of numbers. Madrid was the worst hit area of Spain. It has registered 10,575 cases and 1,263 people have died. And this is in like a month, mind you, accounting for 58% of the national death toll. Officials have repeatedly warned that the number of deaths and infections would continue to rise this week as Spain expands its testing capabilities and that the worst was yet, the worst was yet to come. Here are more photos. And we just had the Surgeon General warn us next week is going to get way worse. We have more tests coming in, which means we should see in the US the number of confirmed cases skyrocketing. Don't let that, you know, that's not to make you think that the amount of people getting infected is increasing. We just don't know, but we are going to start tracking this a lot better in the world. We're now at 15,286 deaths over the coronavirus. Madrid has also converted a major conference center named IFEMA into a temporary hospital to deal with the wave of patients. Soldiers helped move 200 patients just before midnight from area hospitals in the sprawling IFEMA conference center, where 1,300 hospital beds have so far been set up, the regional government of Madrid said in a statement. So I, I think you guys get the point. Trying to hide, oh, is it uh, Burger King? What is this? A health worker in Spain prepares, prepares to carry out checks on motorists outside a drive through Burger King. These are the drive through tests they're doing. We don't necessarily have this yet. It's starting to emerge. Look at these photos. Two health workers prepare beds at the Madrid Exhibition Center, which will have 5,500 beds. You know what? I'm going to stop here. I'm going to say this. If these kids keep going out and partying and getting sick, the government's going to crack down hard and then no one's going to be able to do anything. All right. That's frustrating enough. But what else else can be done? I'll leave it there. Man, look at this photo. Is this what you really want? I'll see you all in the next segment in a few minutes. Thanks for hanging out. We may be facing the greatest depression we have ever seen. The amount of unemployment claims today is it's it's shockingly ridiculous relative to recent history. Millions, potentially 3 million. There there are now some projections saying we could reach 50% unemployment. And it's not the same as it was in the Great Depression. It's not like market factors contributed to this to an extent. It's that Well, it's a a global disaster. We now have several states that have been listed as disaster areas. And the virus is causing a major disaster with hospitals being overrun. We're running out of uh, protective gear and ventilators. And well, it's impacting the whole world. This means that people literally can't work. It's it's almost like a major storm just came out and just turned all of our businesses off. Let me show you this graph. And we're going to read this. This is something, one of the most shocking things I've ever seen. Take a look at this an unprecedented rise in unemployment. Back in 2008, we saw a major spike. Just over half a million people, or maybe like 600, 700,000 700, people applied for unemployment, or that was, that was the list. Un, un, okay, this was unemployment insurance claims by week. Where we are today is so much higher. It's absolutely insane compared to all the other recessions. 2.25 million projected on insurance claims. So Vox writes, and I'm not a big fan of Vox right now, how the COVID-19 recession could become a depression. The coronavirus is a global economic catastrophe. The reason I'm reading this is because Donald Trump recently said maybe we got to kickstart the economy again in about 15 days to see where we're at. This is why an epic historical depression could be so much worse than the coronavirus. I honestly don't know. But it could be. We we, we could be talking about hundreds of thousands of people losing their lives amidst a major depression, starvation, illnesses, no hospital equipment. It may be the same exact thing we would see with the virus. We just don't know. So perhaps there's a middle ground to protect the economy and make sure people are working. One of the ideas pitched is that young people or those who have already been exposed or recovered from the coronavirus go back to work and we isolate those who are immunocompromised or older. Let's read from Vox. Quote, This is an economic tsunami. Mark Zandi, chief economist at Moody's analytics told me social distancing is economic distancing. We are telling people to cease going to stores, to restaurants, to workplaces. We are insisting they stop supplying their labor, making their goods to slow a pandemic. We are forcing a recession, perhaps a depression. It was common in 2008 to hear economists say that nothing had changed in the real economy. The US still just had just as many workers, factories and machines. We hadn't lost any land or knowledge. There was no physical reason the economy was in crisis. The collapse in credit markets had changed economic behavior. Businesses were afraid to invest and hire, and families were afraid or unable to spend. What we had was an output gap, the difference between what the economy could produce and what it was producing. The solution to an output gap, particularly one caused by collapsing economic demand, is simple. Fill it with money invest in infrastructure projects, give families cash. If corporations and consumers won't spend, then the government should spend on their behalf, creating the economic demand necessary to push the economy back to normalcy. The mistake the US made in 08 was not spending enough. We underestimated the size of the output gap and then passed a stimulus too small to fill it. When the Obama administration returned to Congress for more fiscal ammunition, Republicans refused and the recovery limped rather than roared. This is recent history, and in ways both implicit and explicit, it's shadowing the immediate response to the crisis. But this is not 2008, when the economy was intact, but the credit markets were frozen. The real economy is in shambles. Millions of workers are being forced to shelter in place, and the factories and machines they operate are lying quiet. We are losing the use of land and knowledge because the clusters of human beings necessary to build upon them could spread a deadly disease. As Jason Furman, Furman, who served as deputy director of the National Economic Council during the financial crisis, put it to me. This isn't a financial crisis where if you can stop the panic, you can unfreeze the economy. Here, there's a deadly germ out there and you don't want to go near it for your sake and your community's sake. There's only one one equilibrium. It's economic inactivity until the danger passes. Quote, we're about to see dizzying decline in economic activity, said Zandi, the Moody's economist. There's no analog to it in the modern era. It's a shocking statement coming barely a decade after a global financial crisis that was supposedly our generation's great economic flood. But Zandi thinks what's coming now may prove much worse. Here's what people don't get. You can't just flick a switch. These businesses that have lost employees could recall many of them and say, hey, come back and work. But it kind of reminds me, and I'm going to be a little bit, I don't know, bring some levity here for a second. Kind of reminds me of Avengers Endgame, right? The Great Snap. Half the people were wiped out and they carried on, but the economy was in shambles. What happens next? You can't just put these people back in different jobs. Many people have moved on. Many people have moved. Many people have already lost their apartments or left their apartments, gone back home. These changes might not be reversible. Some of them may be, some of them may be not. The result then is the longer we delay, the more the damage becomes permanent. And a Great Depression could be substantially worse than the disease itself. Now, apparently, Dr. Fauci is urging Trump and other White House officials not to lift the lockdowns, not to say get back to work, because the disease is still going to be really bad. And we've got to make sure we sit that for a certain amount of time. I don't know. The, uh, uh, economic devastation may actually be worse, they say. There will be at least four waves of economic pain, each building on the last. Wave one is the sudden stop, the unexpected cessation of economic activity all across the country. A month ago, people were going to work, eating in restaurants, paying childcare workers, buying flights, planning car purchases, looking at new homes, growing workforces, holding conferences. Now, vast swaths of the country are sheltering in place, and much of the economy has simply stopped. On Friday, Goldman Sachs projected gross domestic product would fall at a 24% rate in the second quarter of the year. If you're used to looking at GDP numbers, I don't know how to convey how startling, that, how startling that forecast is. A decline of this magnitude would be nearly two and a half times the size of the largest quarterly decline in the history of the modern GDP statistics they write. When the economy stops and GDP plummets, workers lose their jobs. That, Zandi said, is wave two, and it's coming very quickly. It may already be here. Initial data suggests we're seeing a spike in unemployment claims so massive, it makes the worst week of the Great Recession essentially disappear on a chart. Look at this. It lines up with 1980 because this is so massive. The third wave, according to Zandi, will be all these folks who've seen their nest egg wiped out. They thought they were set for retirement, and they're not. They'll go into panic mode. The shattered stock market will be a disaster for those in or near retirement. They're watching wealth they worked their whole lives to build crumble into this in the space of weeks. They won't purchase that new car, buy that new house, plan that vacation. And unlike some of the direct economic stoppages, which will which will lift when the virus when the virus eases, their reticence to spend will slow economic growth long after the direct crisis ends. Wave four, and Andy continues, we'll see businesses cut investment. Corporations that intended to open a new factory won't media organizations thinking of launching new publications will hold back. Businesses that meant to upgrade their office space in 2021 will decide they're fine where they are. Another engine of economic growth dead. All of that, Zandi said, is definitely going to happen. Indeed, it's already happening. But if the virus is brought under control in May and Congress passes enough stimulus, Zandi and other forecasters think powerful catch up growth in the third and fourth quarters is possible. Perhaps this could be V-shaped, a sharp drop followed by a swift recovery. And there's the important point. If we can get this back running by the third quarter, then, well, for one, that'd be really great for Trump. Perhaps Trump is wrong about stopping after 15 days because that could prolong the economic problems. It could cause another wave and another lockdown. Perhaps the answer is we wait two months. So we're looking at May, Then we kick things into high gear because we've come out on the other side clean. The virus is now mostly gone. There may be another wave after November, but then we start ramping up economic development with a major stimulus package. Perhaps that's the plan. Panic will be our greatest downfall, as I always say. If right now we are seeing panic, and I think we are, even at the government, Democrats fighting Republicans, stimulus packages, people at home worried about what's going to happen next, That will make everything worse for us. We need to be calm and rational and think this through. The risk, if we don't do this right, is a major Great Depression. The next generation's Great Depression, about 100 years just after the last one. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? We see the pandemic with the 1918 Spanish flu, and now we're seeing a major, major economic downturn. Perhaps they're intertwined. So I don't know who's right. or I don't know who's wrong. A lot of people are dragging Trump Dr. Fauci is saying not to lift this, but maybe the two-month thing is what makes sense. Otherwise, you, you'll you'll risk, you know, as, as one Trump a supporter put it on Twitter, if Trump lifts this too soon, then Joe Biden and the Democrats will run ad after ad showing older people on ventilators. And that will be devastating for Trump in the election. If we wait this out, I don't think anyone's going to blame the president for an act of nature. Perhaps the smart thing is not to lift this. I'll leave it there. Next segment will be coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see you all then.